I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Maybe a fourth. They're coming out of his beat six and seven. Top the moment is Brendan eight. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Well, another week and another massive week in terms of rugby league news. Plenty happening off the field. We're here tonight to talk everything happening on it. Ahead of round 20, Ryan Solvage, Tommy Hudson back to talk that. And plenty of super coach tonight as well. Tommy, mate, talking of a big news week, it just doesn't sleep, does it, rugby league? Never a dull moment. Uh, good day, Ryan. You've got you've got neighbours, you've got home and away, and then you've got, I think, rugby league is the best soap opera of them all in Australia anyway. There's always something happening even when they're not playing. So pretty big, and it's pretty big on super coach also. So looking forward to get stuck into it tonight. Speaking of neighbours, it's coming to a close very soon. Um, so to the NRL season, just what do we got now? Five weeks to go, uh, including this. Um, and of course, Supercoach finals starting very, very soon as well. Um, if you are playing finals, that is. Round 21, I think it's been brought forward. The general comp this year, some comps will still go through till round 25. So uh, plenty to look forward to there. That's a couple of weeks away, though. Uh, Tommy, your rank. Let's get straight into ranks from last week because... Uh, overall scores across the board down, you could say, but um, you're still managing to hover around the top 500. Yeah, it was red arrows again, down to, I think, 521 overall. I only got a tick under 1,200, mostly because of uh, James Tedesco. He actually saved me. Without him, it would have been pretty bleak. How about you? Yeah, uh, myself, uh, top 5% overall. A shocking score last week, you know, top 25%. Uh, just the tick over 1100 so I think that was pretty standard if you didn't um, vice Teddy and, and found a way to loop him in uh, you did um, we might get into news uh, after this let's do our good our bad and our ugly because I think it's a good little segue here into uh, some of these points that we're about to talk about from last week and uh, you want to kick us off on that exact point there James Tedesco 150 points upwards against Newcastle Knights vintage Teddy yeah, well, I do apologise if anyone follows our uh, final team reveal or whatever we do on a Thursday night, because I did have Garrick initially as my vice-captain, but change of heart Friday afternoon, went to Teddy, and thankfully I did, because he got, I think, 152. Really good scoring. Obviously, with Manu out, probably helped him a little bit. So he definitely saved my week and saved a lot of people's weeks, I'd say. So what level did impact or of impact did the weather have on that? Um, and I guess a, a message to maybe not so experienced super coaches and those listening are probably well uh, equipped with checking the weather before the game. But just what impact did that have, and, and how uh, much did that come into calculations pre-game? Yeah, it did for me for sure. I think I put on Fox League, you know, half an hour before the game or whatever, and you could just see uh, Cogra. It was it was quite wet and slippery, and I don't think Manly's style of footy suits that. So I thought I was going to go the safer option in Teddy and. 
sometimes those uh, decisions don't actually work out, but definitely did the other night. Speaking of dry weather footy, how about Sunday afternoon footy up there in uh, Townsville? As I said, dry deck, Valentine Holmes weather, 24 degrees, and I was banging on about Val Holmes for weeks and weeks, and sure enough, he repaid the faith. I think he scored about 119 in the end. Uh, could have been more. The, the Cowboys probably wasteful with their opportunities and had a, a good stint there against 12 men as well and didn't find any points in that time. So the Cowboys uh, got away with one there in the end. And, and speaking of big news this week, that probably heads the agenda. Yeah, big news indeed. I don't want to get too angry about it again. I've just settled down, I think, after Sunday. But um, no, Val, I don't have him. So watching him rip, rip up in the second half was it's difficult, I guess, but he was really good and credit to people like yourself who sort of found him early. Uh, bad for me last week, probably Cody Walker. Uh, only 15 points in a team, South Sydney, who scored five tries. Uh, he just didn't get involved in any of their attacking play. And I think he got rattled early by Justin Olam and he never really recovered from that. Yeah, South just keep uh, rolling on, don't they? And Latrell Mitchell probably taking those points away from... Cody Walker to an extent, and Alex Johnston, I say this to you off air and in our group chats and such, we're witnessing history with Alex Johnston, aren't we? And I guess given the year that we saw him have last year, it was always going to be hard to back it up, but he's making an absolute fist of it on that left edge. It's just unbelievable. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people, maybe even including myself, probably thought he just crossed the ball over the wide stripe most times, but the way he finishes his tries, especially the other night, they were great finishes, and yeah. only someone like him could do that. Got to put some more respect on his name. I think he's just seen as a you know catch the ball, put down sort of merchant, but he does a hell of a lot of work. Uh, on the bad though, for me personally, it has to be Ruben Garrick. I went hard at him, sort of a, a, one week too late in the end. Uh, he obviously got that big score against Newcastle. I missed that. I dived in at a high price uh, against the Dragons. Wet weather footy just didn't suit Garrick. Um, so that's probably my bad. I'm going to lead straight into my ugly here because we've spoken about Manly. And in that same game, Ola Kawatu, uh, my trade-in for last week uh, at the big price, expected a big score against the Dragons, wasn't the case. And now for reasons that we've heard plenty about, he's not going to be there in round 20 to take on the Chooks. So that has to be my bad and my ugly uh, up there. A couple of manly players. Yeah, I think Ola Kawatu, like, yes, he didn't play overly well, but I do think he was carrying injury in that game. Uh, you could see him go down early in the first half and he never seemed to recover from it. So maybe... Some excuses there, but it doesn't help this week, obviously. Um, my ugly's from the same game, uh, Ben Trebojevic. I haven't been able to catch him all year, um, and I decided to throw him in at the last minute last week on my bench. And Yeah, only 15 points, and then he got a HIA. So never really uh, been on the right side of Burbo this year, unfortunately. He is the uh, super coach enigma, isn't he? He scores 100 one week, he's on your bench, and then the next week he's not playing, and he's probably getting a four and causing nightmares for your loop uh, contingency plans there. Now, obviously, Tommy, a big show tonight coming up. As we say, plenty happening off the field and at the judiciary tonight as well. Uh, Dale Finucane and Corey Waddell uh, facing their charges. Uh, we'll bring you that news as we uh, get it down the line tonight. But before that, uh, let's talk some round at 20 footy uh, I was about to say round 21, getting ahead of myself. Round 20 footy and that team we've spoken about a little bit there already tonight to, to kick us off Manly and the Roosters this one at Four Pines Park or the old Brookie Oval and Manly without a host of stars yeah well I'm pretty sure they either started favourite here or were very close to it it was close to even money the market the odds with top sport and you know seven players now out and seven genuine starting players uh, they're out to $6 so that just tells you what you need to know uh I guess it's changed the changed the game completely, and a lot of these Roosters players are looking really good options now. Now I've heard plenty about the apologies and such, and the jersey controversies. I'm not going to get into that tonight because I think it's been done to death already. But uh, we're speaking. We have to speak about the super coach implications. That what that's what we'll do. Uh, Garrick, of course, uh, he will be there. Cherry Evans as well. But some of those other names like Olakawatu and even. Uh, the young cheapy cooler, two names which have figured or that would have been planning to figure this week in different teams, they won't be there. So how do we overcome that? Is it a case of just we have to hold on for a week or do we look to move them on? Well, I don't know about you, but I don't have enough trades to sort of cover something like this. I don't have them, but if I did, I wouldn't be able to just get rid of them for, for missing one week. I'd probably just have to bench them and wait, especially someone like Ola Kawatu who has you know a decent ceiling and hopefully when he comes back, he will go back to his best, but it is very frustrating. Um, I would also say that those who own Garrick, which most probably do, and also DCE, I feel like a lot of these uh, forced outs are just going to impact their scores as well. 
yeah, just on the point of Ola Kawatu there, as I said, I brought him in last week, and sort of frustrating because at his price, I could have went to other names like uh, um, Cam Murray or David Fafita, potentially even Angus Crichton, uh, who's thereabouts as well. And uh, Angus is probably uh, gearing up for a big one in this game here. And you, again, if I had my time again, maybe you think twice. Not to know, though. I guess some good news to come out of this on the team sheets, uh, on the other side of the team sheet, that is, is uh, for the Roosters that Joey Manu is back, a big player in terms of super coach output. And I guess for their general chances in this game as well, um, certainly helps to have the world's best, what do you call him, center utility fullback 5'8". What is he? He's whatever he wants to be, really. Uh, when he's given a, a free reign at, at the ball and just going where he wants, he's so good. And look, I don't know who he's going to be marking up against here because the Manly backs are very, obviously, inexperienced. Pio Secchi, Alfred Smalley are the wingers, and then Morgan Harper, Dylan Walker in the centres. So I think either way, you know, Joey Marty could be in for a big night. And then you've got Teddy, obviously, roaming around at the back and 150 last week up against an inexperienced team here. He could be on for another triple-figure score. Those odds with topsport.com.au. You mentioned it. It opened up closer to $1.90 each of two. The Roosters now, as we go to air tonight, $1.13. Manly, $6 head-to-head. That line's just been on the drift all day. 16.5 points now. Manly, the outsiders, even still $1.95 with the start. So, um, I mean... The market's directing one-way traffic towards the Roosters. You mentioned their uh, names like Tedesco, obviously um, Manu as well. But what about some of these other names, names that we may have traded out at different points like uh, uh, Joseph Suwali or Suwali'i, Joey Manu potentially if you got rid of him with injury or even Angus Crichton. Is it time to bring these guys back? Yeah, perhaps even even their halves options, possibly Sam Walker. I've seen a few people mention him this week as a a bit of a pot option. He's been going good the last two weeks. He kicks goals, albeit not that well, but he's still extra points when he does kick them over. Even Luke Curie looked really good last week, but I wouldn't be rushing into him. But uh, yeah, really good game for the Chooks here, you'd think. James Tedesco, $1.93 anytime try scorer. Joey Manu, $2.11 between them. Uh, I'm sure you'll get your money back if you have a little play, topsport.com.au. On that one, Tommy, we might we might leave that game there. Um, it looks a one-way go there, but as we saw last week, never a sure thing in rugby league. Uh, the first game on Friday, which we'll talk about now, the Warriors and the Storm. Look, two teams which come into this game with different fortunes in the sense that Melbourne, we thought that they'd be high-flying this time of year. It's not the case, and the Warriors, they're struggling, but that's sort of what we have come to expect from them. Yeah, I guess so. They were looking like getting a rare win last week against the Raiders, but couldn't see it out. And the Storm are four losses in a row, first time since 2015. So obviously a pretty rare position for the club to be in. Are they gone? Or is this just a blip before the semis? But to me, they look pretty bad. Yeah, it's the way that they're conceding points, isn't it? Which is uh, a concern and probably don't have the strike like they used to. Um, And obviously Ryan Pappenhausen's season ending injury there doesn't help their cause. Um, are they gone? No, I'd never write them off. A team with Munster, Hughes, they're going to get back Brandon Smith. Harry Grant's still there. They're, I think they've still got enough pieces. I don't know if they make the top four. I don't think they're gone and come finals time. I wouldn't want to be betting against them. And I won't be here either. $1.21 head-to-head. The Warriors uh, outsiders here, $4.50 at home. Maybe slight overs there, but um, if you prefer the start, 12 and a half. that's what the Warriors are going to get. Yeah, they did play well uh, in their only other game in New Zealand this year. They beat, obviously, only the Tigers, but they did play well that day. Didn't concede a try, so that's uh, positive signs for them. Reese Walsh also back at fullback, which, being realistic, that's their best team with him at the back. Uh, I think, though, even though the Storm are struggling, the next two weeks they play the Warriors and the Gold Coast. So players like Munster and Grant, I mean, if you have them or you're thinking about getting them, I think you get them this week because the next two weeks are, are very good fixtures. Is it coincidental that the week that they're playing the Storm, suddenly Reese Walsh is back into the number one jersey? I don't think so. I think it probably gives them more ammunition to keep him um, because obviously they were trying to get him. What about his opposite number one, though, Nick Meany? I think he's been doing a good job, um, solid without maybe lighting it up like Pappenhausen does. But from a super coach sense, suddenly I think he's relevant. You mentioned the next two weeks especially. If the Storm can uh, click in their attack, then he could be 
I guess, the beneficiary of that. He's kicking goals as well. So um, I think I'd look today, his season average above 60 in his three-round average about 66. So he's definitely playing some good footy, Nick Meany. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously with Pap's gone for the year, his position is assured. I don't think he's going to be able to sign another fullback from another club. So he should get that role for the rest of the year. Two good games coming up, but then they do have a hard last month. So, yeah, again, if you're going to get Meany in, you'd go this week for sure. Many responsibly. Um, we're looking at any time try scorers here, and obviously if we are, we're probably playing the Storm given the fact that they are firm favourites in the market. Speaking of, uh, they're probably expecting Xavier Coates back either next week or the week after, so I guess that's some good news for them, and he is a prolific try scorer at that. Uh, looking at what's available this week, though, Dean Eremiah, $1.86. Uh, that man, Meany, $2.15. They're the favoured ways. bit of value there around the halves. Munster and Hughes, about $2.80 each. Yeah, left field one for me. Uh, Marion Seve, anytime, $2.98. Only because I saw the Warriors play the Raiders the other day and we scored, I think, at least three of our tries down the right-hand side. So the Warriors left defensively. So possibly Seve. Yeah, um, Matt Timoko looked like Mal Meninga down that right side the other day. So um, Seve could be in for a big game there. Let's leave that one there, though, because the main game on Friday, of course, this one, uh, the Eels and the Panthers. The Panthers just won loss this year, and that was to the Eels. So Parramatta, albeit out of form, they'll take confidence heading into this one. $3.40 outsiders at Combank Stadium, the old Bankwest Stadium. Uh, very rare you get that price for Parramatta at home. No, you're right, and it's been a, quite a fortress ever since it was erected a few years ago. But I have to say, last week, even though the Brisbane Broncos are a good side, you know, to concede 36 to them at home, I think it's alarming. And they've been conceding points at will lately, are the Eels. Yeah, definitely going to have to tighten that up against uh, Penrith. But in, I guess, and uh, welcome news for the Eels, not so much uh, Penrith, Jerome Luai, uh, one of their main attacking threats, the Panthers, he's going to miss up to uh, eight weeks, potentially back as soon as six, but at least some time off. Um, Sean O'Sullivan comes in. He'll do a job, but he's not, uh, I guess, the, the arrogance, the ball player that you get with Luai. Yeah, and I feel like almost Luai is as much a loss, a loss on the field as he is almost off it. The way he talks, the, you can tell he's like the leader of their almost culture there. So I think not having him could be... I guess, detrimental to their aspects going forward. But, I mean, if he's back by the semis, it shouldn't matter. But just for this week, I agree it's a big out. But Sean O'Sullivan's a solid player and possibly picking up in draft like I did. Yeah, if you are scraping the barrel, Sean O'Sullivan, he should be there (laughs) in most of your leagues. Uh, Obviously, uh, Steve Crichton expected to miss. Actually, he does with uh, Jennings playing in the centres, that nasty ear injury for Crichton. He may miss a couple of weeks. Um you say here in the sheet, did, did the Eels lift again? Can they do it again? I think there'll be chance. I think they get a, a favourable game here. Backs against the wall mentality. This is when Parramatta stand up. They really do stand up against Penrith too. Uh, they obviously nearly beat them week two of the semis last year. It was a very unlucky loss. They smashed them in a trial match. I know it doesn't matter, but still 36-0 it was. And then they beat them in round nine or ten this year. And they're coming off the back of a lot of losses. You know, if they're ever going to stand up, it is this week. So I agree, you know, $3.40 plus 9.5. I'd rather be with the Eels, but it's a brave man to ride off Penrith, isn't it? It is. Um, just looking here, anytime try scorers. Look, it's it's like tipping winks, but uh, make a Sevo, $2.32 at home. He has a, a strike rate there, about 100%. Uh, rarely does he go a game without scoring. Make a Sevo, $2.32, and I think the Eels can win. Um, forget the 9.5. I think this is a game that they, they would have targeted maybe two or three weeks out. And I don't know. They've been flat lately. If they can't find a reason to get up against Penrith, then they may as well not turn up for finals footy because, I mean, this is the biggest challenge, and you have to beat them now. I feel like if they are to win, they probably have to... They need to defend a lot better, and then I'd be on the unders, maybe under 41.5. But... Yeah, it was with the line if I had to play, but it's more just a game I'm, I'm really excited to watch. Gamble responsibly. Next game here, looking at this, uh, Saturday afternoon footy. You're back in the unders in this uh, in that game there, the Panthers and the Eels. I, I dare say you'd probably be keen on the overs here. The Titans and the Raiders, uh, as we say, Saturday afternoon footy, 3 p.m. on the Gold Coast. The top sport Titans at home here, $2.90. Outsiders, the Raiders... Uh, $1.42, far from convincing against the Warriors, but found a way to get home in the end. Yeah, showed a bit of attacking flair for once. Maybe that was just the Warriors' poor defence, I don't know. But 
job done. Uh, nine wins, nine losses. A chance to make the semis, but this again this week is another really winnable game and a game that we, we should put away the opposition. Probably two big names up front uh, in terms of super coach selections would be Joey Tarpanay. He just continues to bang out uh, scores upwards of 75. What about David Fafita? Tommy, you brought him back a couple of weeks ago. Have you been impressed with the way he's played or are you you after a bit more? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I feel like the general rugby league community has been kind of negative on Dave Fafita and obviously when you're 1.2 mil a year you're expecting great things but in terms of super coach you know the last two weeks 75 69 they've lost both games he's played 80 minutes both times so look it could have been a lot worse I think it's actually been pretty good they got a tough little run after this week but uh I'm happy with how he's going to be honest how about their defence, though, the Titans? They just they just bleed points. So probably a good game here for an anytime try scorer or a super coach pickup. Probably more so in draft comps and looking to snake someone like a, a free agent or a, a waiver tonight, Tuesday night or Wednesday morning if you get up early. Um, Nick Cottridge, potentially. Um, I don't know how run, how deep they run. Is Albert Hopawari, is he named in this one? He is, and he was actually quite good last week uh, following the long chain of Hopawade boys in, in NRL, but he was good and he should get a maybe a decent run in the team if he plays well again. I think the minus 7.5, they should gobble that up, the Raiders. Um, don't worry about the away fixture here. They just get it done for mine. Um, anything else here in terms of Supercoach? It is a bit of a barren game because two teams with not much relevance. No, nah, not really. I mean, another one for draft could be Jamal Fogarty. He might already have scooped up, but 111 the other day. His goal kicking is really good as well. So just a little sneaky one there. Always an option with the goal kicking, and that's where we look to in this one. The next game on Saturday, the 5.30 kickoff, the Sharks and the Rabbitohs. I'm mentioning goal kickers there. Latrell Mitchell, uh, sublime form with the boot, but also just general play. He's right up there. Nico Hines, probably a little bit of a dip in form, fair to say, Tommy, um, in recent times. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think he's posted a three-figure score since that afternoon against the Warriors way back in April. So... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he scored a couple of 90s. But in terms of going absolutely mental and, and breaking out of those shackles, it's been a long time. No, you're not wrong. You really are. And <laughs> you're definitely not here. Uh, round 9, 185 against the, the Warriors. That was a big score, obviously. But yeah, since then, he got two 96s. Other than that, it's been, yeah, by his standards, pretty low scoring. So I guess everyone's owning him, let's be honest. But. They'd want to start seeing a bit more return for investment. But they have a good run coming up the Sharky, so I wouldn't lose face just yet. If you were playing Nicker at the back, though, is it maybe time you look to a Teddy or even a Latrell if you're not holding him yet? Because these guys, they do have the ability to, to put on three figures and potentially upwards. We saw that last week with Tedesco, just how quickly he could go from a score of 80 to 150 in, in a blink of an eye. Yeah, look, I'm I'm still not keen to get rid of Hines. I just think the other day, and they got 47, which is his lowest score through about three months, and that was a wet night at Penrith. So you're not going to get any harder than that. You just quickly indulge me. They they run home south, but then Dragons, Tigers, Manly, Dogs, Knights. Mm-hmm. It's a very soft run. Four probably four of the worst teams in the comp within that run. Uh, I think you just have to hold him. Sets up nicely for Nico and the Sharks. They are favourites here at home. $1.70 uh, favourites head-to-head. The Rabbitohs, $2.15 outsiders, uh, topsport.com.au. The line, uh, 2.5, so $1.90 each of two there. I'm pretty keen on the Bunnies here. Now, I know this is a sold-out game, and the Sharks, they'll jam it in down there at uh, Shark Park as it is. But is there a better player in uh, the NRL right now than Latrell Mitchell? And it's, I'm probably asking the wrong man, as I say. You, you picked him draft pick five. Um, you're very keen on him, and it's with good reason why. He's just come back a different beast. Like Obviously, I've always rated him highly, but he looks a lot more focused. Uh, the other night, it's, it's quality, not quantity with him as well. I feel like he's not getting over-involved, but he's, everything he touches is turning to gold, and he's going to need every bit of that skill against the Sharks this week. I, I think if I was betting here, $1.82, it's pretty boring, but Alex Johnson anytime. It's just license to pretty much hit the moment, isn't it? He just goes over. Um, even if South only scored two or three tries, they're going to go left for the majority of those. So I think just get on AJ again. And obviously that right side uh, will be a relatively new combination there with Connor Tracy and Jesse Ramian. Uh, Sione Katoa gone for the season. So, um, you know, Tracy, good player by his own right, but 
yeah, if, if Johnston gets half a sniff, we've seen it in recent weeks, he, he's going to finish it off. Dollar eighty two, is that right? Tristan might be um, changing that to a twenty eight. He might have got the decimal points around <laughs> uh, the wrong way there. Um, just on Alex Johnston quickly, his price in Supercoach upwards of seven hundred thousand. Mentioned uh, a good game here, but have we missed the boat on AJ? Maybe uh, from memory, their run is quite hard. I'm just looking at it up now, um, and that's a that's a expensive price. Like that's a premium uh, CTW price. He has been scoring really well though, but a tough run after this week. The last last four weeks, Parramatta, Penrith, Cowboys, Roosters. That's tough going, but you know the way Souths are going, he might be able to defy defy the doubters. I guess. I think round twenty one. Correct me. You may have. Um set it there but they have the Warriors I think round 20 Warriors is their last game before the tough run so yeah, yeah maybe not too late if you get him get him soon yeah I think that could be a big one that one's uh, Saturday afternoon 3pm kickoff we are looking a little bit ahead here but um, yeah that, that could be a big day out for the Rabbitohs there uh, we'll move on next game uh, last game on Saturday rare we see the Broncos rounding us out on Super Saturday but they do here uh, and it is against the Tigers who will I mean, they can't buy a win, the Tigers. Even when they probably should win, they don't. Um, we saw that twice now this season. Last week against the Cowboys. Before that, the Titans. You're shaking your head, Tommy, because are they robbed? You've got here, they were robbed. I don't see how they weren't. I, I can't find anyone really who agrees with that decision the other day. We won't go too much into it, but it was just disappointing. I think they were 8 or $9, uh, the Tigers with top support. That would have been the biggest upset for years, and... It was unfortunately taken away, but they go again back up in Queensland this week against the Broncos team who just keep finding ways to win. Speaking of um, the Broncos, a big win last week and, and bolstered with in no small part thanks to the return of uh, Payne Haas, scored a try. But I want to talk about Paddy Carrigan. I could talk about him all day. Um, what about his return? It's just He's just so impressive. And we mentioned Ola Kawatu out at the top and those other names like Murray Fafida I mentioned. Carrigan, he's got to be a real consideration. He's solid 65, and when he does have that a bit of attacking ball playing him, he does go upwards of 70, sometimes even upwards of 90. He's done that already this year. So he could be an option, a pod play to finish us off. 100%. And I think even if, if not this year, you know, next year he's going to be one of those sort of first pick players, player you definitely want to target in draft because just looking at his consistent scoring this year, the only time he's really gone below 50 was when he got injured uh, two separate times. So other than that, very high scoring, 77 the other day, as you said there. He's playing really well and he's vital to uh, Brisbane's chances going forward. Payne Haas, that man you mentioned, he was good the other day. He scored that great try, starting to look back in some of his best form. Maybe he's someone we can get back on the horse with on the Bronco with. Potentially uh, via a duel as well, if you are running a Papali'i or a Tarpane up front, you can shift one of those guys down, um, get Payne back in up front. He's never going to let you down unless he does his shoulders or his ankle again. Cobo's out though, and that's a blow because they're expecting him back soon. They would have loved to have had him uh, here. Uh, Delois, Hoyter and Dean Mariner into the back line. So a bit of a makeshift um, uh, number one to five potentially there for the Broncos, but they should still get it done. Yeah, it seems like that next man up mentality, that cliche at the moment for the Broncos. Anyone comes in and does a really good job. So, yeah, I think they'll probably get the win. I think Tigers will be up for it given how last week went down. But, yeah, tough to go against the Broncos. Yeah, and I guess, I don't know if they stayed up in Queensland this week. Actually, I think they came home. So, doing a bit of travel this week. Uh, the Tigers from Townsville to Sydney, back up to Brisbane. I don't know. They may be flat. They could get up for it, but how could you not be flat after that result the other day? Um, we may leave that one there. Just before we do, the line, 17.5. It looks big, but the Broncos, their defense this year is... you got, you got to respect it. Um, they're not conceding tries like they used to in, in seasons by Gorn, so that's 17.5. It looks big, but it really may not be um, by the end of that. Let's go to this one, though. The Knights and the Bulldogs. Um, the Knights going to be without Kalen Ponga for the rest of the year, Tommy. How does that hurt or, or help their chances? <laughs> um, it doesn't help their chances as much as you might think it does. But they really struggle without him to attack, to score any points at all. Uh, yeah, I think they're really going to struggle the rest of the year. Their coach called it a tough, shitty season, and I think it's only going to get worse from here on in. Yeah, look, oh, hands on, um, hands up and cards on the table. I did cash out of my night's uh, bet to run last. Um, 
but they're every chance suddenly again. I think there's a couple of decisive fixtures coming up. I think the Tigers play the Titans or the Titans play the Knights and potentially four-point swings in these games coming up. Their four and against is the worst of any of those bottom, bottom three teams, the Knights. Um, and even, you know, we've seen how quickly they can get blown off the park this year. The Roosters last week, previous, we've seen Parramatta and Melbourne uh, post 48 points or more against them. So they want to be careful here against the Bulldogs because this could get embarrassing quickly and, and the Bulldogs suddenly in great form. It definitely could. Uh, they're averaging 33 points conceded at home this year. That's just ridiculous yeah, well. stat, really. It shows that their attitude, and they have big crowds too. They're not a team that plays in front of 5,000 people. They'll, they'll have 15, 20K there every week, and they're still turning up that sort of uh, that sort of effort. It's pretty disappointing. But the Dogs, like you're saying, they've hit some attacking form. Burton and Josh Adokar are obviously two you know, representative players. They're, just sh- they're showing that week in, week out. They're a two-man team almost, but they're... A bloody good two-man team, and if they get a, have a bit of fun on Sunday afternoon, it could be another big score. Yeah, if you're betting your try scorers from the Bulldogs, don't overcomplicate it. It's Adokar and it's Burton, um, and beyond that, it's just cream on the cake. Like you say, there, Corey Woodell at the judiciary tonight probably doesn't matter a hell of a lot. The Bulldogs favourites here, a dollar forty-eight away from home at Newcastle, and the line uh, a flat six as we go to air tonight. I don't know. Is there any yeah, supercoach think... relevancy? I think. I mean, potentially. Well, we'll get to our trades soon, but I do think Matt Burton is playing really good footy. As I said, there he's in everything the dogs do. He goal kicks pretty well, uh, so I think he there's worse options than him at six, given that Cody Walker and Dylan Brown aren't in amazing form. I would say here for a bet, probably my best bet of the weekend, other than AJ to score. Uh, I think the dogs minus six. At the flat six there, um, I think they'll just get it done. I think if they do win, they'll win pretty well with Newcastle not having much defense, defensive resolve. So get on that one responsibly. Tommy's best, the Bulldogs. Um, okay, let's leave that one there. Last game of the week before we push on to trades and other talk. The Dragons and the Cowboys. The Dragons, I mean, they continue to surprise us. You think they're going to lose, they win. You think they're going to win, they lose. Um, but they're a hard team to catch. But in saying that, you're not expecting him to win this week, so suddenly they might produce a performance. And it all comes on the back of one man. It's Ben Hunt, and he's just in career-best form. Yeah, well, I said the Doggies are a two-man team. I think the Dragons are a one-man team. He, he does everything for them. His kicking game's been so good lately. He's scoring a lot of their tries as well, so he's going really well. And I think a big injury here for them is Cody Ramsey. He's out. He's obviously much maligned fullback at the start of the year, but he's turned into one of their best players. And I don't think Moses Mbai at the back has the sort of same impact as Cody. No, not at all. And uh, Ramsey, just speed. You can't you can't uh, buy that speed, can you? And he is a natural at that. Um, you say here it's a must win for the Dragons if they want to play finals footy. Does that help them? I mean, the Cowboys, they suddenly guaranteed that top four spot. They might not come out with that same vigor. Well, I don't know. Obviously, the Cowboys won the other day, but... Do you think it was a concerning performance? Uh, conceding 26 points to the Tigers really should have lost the game. Uh, was it just, I guess, a blip on the radar for the Cowboys or are they maybe going backwards a little bit? Maybe it's one of those games that they just rocked up and thought they were going to put on 30, um, like we all did. Val, though, he's probably the shining light in that and obviously had that uh, crowning moment there to kick the goal. You know, it was his birthday the other day in that game. It was his birthday. Um 20, I think he's 28 now, Val, so he's getting on, 27. Um, but no, anyway, aside from that, he impressed, and I think, as I said, he was uh, always going to look good in that game. This game on paper probably sets up nicely, but weather's going to be a factor again on, uh, this weekend. Is it? Wow, well, God, we've seen plenty of that this year, haven't we? But it might not matter for someone like Val Holmes, and the Dragons are another team like Newcastle who have often conceded points in bunches this year. So if uh, the Cowboys get on a roll, uh, someone like Val Holmes could go big again, they then play the Bulldogs the week after that, and then the Warriors in a couple of weeks too. So as we said last week, you know, Val's run is really good, and I, it's probably not too late to get on him if, if you haven't already. What are we looking at with uh, Scotty Drinkwater? He was pulled last week or hooked. Um, gets his number one jersey back this week, but as long as Hamaso is there, it's always a concern, isn't it? Because, you know, an error here, an error there, suddenly he can be on the bench, and uh, they may look for more speed with Hammer at the back. Yeah, it's just like the cloud that looms on the horizon and the hammer just sitting on the bench there. You know, whoever's playing the worst in the back line is almost going to get taken off for the hammer. And Drinkwater, he had a, a shock the other day, let's be honest, some real unforced errors. And 
he's got a bit of that in his game. I guess mm. he's he's got some brilliance as well. So, yeah, I guess he'd want to be careful not followed up with another shocker this week. Yeah, personally, if I can self-indulge for a second, pretty disappointed with the trading of uh, Murray Talangi the other day. Again, sort of comes back to the point. I just thought the Cowboys would run through them. Not the end of the world, though, as you say. A couple of good fixtures coming up in the next month, but a uh, real down performance from Talangi. I think he got about 35, and um, before that was averaging closer to 60, so not the uh, not the result I wanted from him there. Anything else here, Tommy? Obviously, Tommy Dearden got back to some good form last week, and he could be an option via a duel. I uh, mentioned moving Nico Hines down to fullback. If you're looking for a plug-and-play halfback the next month, Tommy Dearden, you could do worse. I think he's less than 400000 as well, so cheap option there. Yeah, he's been doing a job all year. He really has uh, not someone probably expected to talk about in the preseason, but definitely uh, someone to keep an eye on. I think Luciano Lewis named in the prop this week, prop position. Ruben Cotter on the extended reserves. So I don't know if anyone still has Cotter, but maybe he could be someone to look at for the run home, but probably not for me. Just He's still obviously not fully fit if he's named on the reserves. Yeah, and a tough injury to come back uh, from and perform the way he did. Obviously, big minutes. Uh, he is dependent on, um, given a lot of his scoring through base. So um, be wary of that if you are going to dive back into Ruben Cotter uh, upon his return. Tommy, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to chat captains. Uh, we'll go through our team updates, if we've got any, and uh, we'll get stuck into the listener talking points, the questions, maybe even throw in our best bet. You've already given yours, but we may go back to the well. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, Supercoach 365 Podcast, proudly brought to you this year as we were last by the good folk at topsport.com.au. Topsport, you can check out all of their uh, markets, as they say there, from golf to greyhounds, cricket and curling. You can get on just about anything. You can do it responsibly. They'll let you on for plenty as well. So if you've got plenty of money like Tommy Hudson, um, you can get on and have a flutter with Topsport. Uh, quick check in with the futures as we do. Penrith still rock solid, a dollar ninety five premiership favourites. I thought they may have drifted slightly on the back of that Luai news because for me that's concerning. I don't know if they can win the comp without him. Yeah, well, it depends if he does get back. I guess in time for the finals or um, early in the finals at least. A dollar ninety five. Yeah, you probably couldn't touch that now. It's pretty short for a team. You know, six weeks out from the semis. Um, I don't really have any value in the market, to be honest. I guess the Eels at 17, but they just don't show their best enough. I would have said Manly maybe last week with that Tommy Trojevich news that he could come back. But uh, just with the latest controversies, I don't know, $51, it's probably not even worth it. My man Val is a moral for a top point scorer. <laughs> He's like, you know, $1.35. You can't touch that. Um, Garrick, again, if you if not wishing injury upon Val, but anything goes wrong for Val, Garrick's going to swoop $8.50. Um, and otherwise, though, a top try scorer, we've mentioned him at nauseam uh, today, Alex Johnston. Talk about a moral, a dollar one. Um, so if you, you've got a bit of spare money, some cash you need to turn into some something else, dollar one, Alex Johnston, <laughs> do it responsibly. Uh, no, we're not condoning that. Taylor May may be a smoky there, $16. Um, Murray Talangi, that man, a dollar, 126. You really your only chance against Johnson is injury. If he got injured, then you'd play some of these water uh, markets. But really, what's the point? You don't really want to wish injury upon someone. No, not at a dollar one anyway. All those markets, topsport.com.au, you can check them out. And the Premier League is back soon, Tommy. We're going to um, have a look at that. And, uh, yeah, there are plenty of markets up there if you're into uh, the Premier League soccer. Uh, all right, let's talk some captains um, before we get into too much trouble. Manu and Teddy, obviously the good the good fixtures there. A uh, good fixture this week against the um, Manly side. Um, sets up nicely for them. If you did have to pick one for a vice, would it be Manu? Would it be Teddy? Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. And we saw last week how important this vice captain can be with, you know, a lot of people putting it on Teddy and he went big. Um, I don't know. When Manu and Teddy seem to play in the same team, maybe they kind of hurt each other a little bit because they probably shared the brilliance. So I don't know, I'm really on the fence with this one. Where would you be going? Probably Teddy. 
I just think he's, if he's uh, floating both sides, probably more likely for an assist. Although Manu, again, if he gets into that roaming role where they just let him go anywhere, um, he could be more dangerous. Uh, in the kicking game as well, we saw that coincidentally when he was injured. Um, break the line, kick through, Momorowski scores. So another little uh, string to his bow. But looking away from the Roosters, again, that game on Thursday, so we may not want a straight captain one of those two. Do we dare look to a monster, uh, an out-of-sorts storm uh, across the ditch there, away from home? Could be wet and dewy, mount smart at night. Not really, I guess, a prime fixture for Munster to go huge. No, possibly not. I, I think if Storm get back to their best, you know, he'll be a big part of it. But there is some factors there, and it might be a big crowd also over in Auckland. So possibly not him. The later game on Friday, I think Nathan Cleary is always an option. Uh, even the other night, I think he got around 70 he didn't do much. He still got seventy in a in a wet, tough fixture. Yep. Uh, back in the dry, although it is often dewy at Combank Stadium. Uh, I still think he's good for a decent score. Now I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when it was the Storm and the Sharks on a Thursday. This one's Saturday uh, twilight game. Latrell or Hines? Um, if you had to put the C on one of them, potentially uh, the VC even that late in the week. Where do you go? For me, it has to be Latrell. It's tough because Hines has been so good for so long on Supercoach, uh, as in last year and this year, there's consistently big scores. But, you know, Luttrell's last last month, how do you ignore that? So, yeah, maybe Luttrell, but I, I wouldn't write off Hines going back to some of his best. Yeah, looking at my notes that I made a couple of weeks ago, this was before the Pappenhausen injury. I'd had Hines the captain and perhaps as the vice, and obviously that was before uh, I really had to consider Manu being out as well or uh, potentially trading in Val Holmes. So, um I was looking at Hines as the captain, but then again, Latrell in irresistible form. And of course, that man, Valentine Holmes, against the Dragons. I mean, we'll probably check out uh, the weather. It's probably too late uh, by the end of the week. But Val, every chance to go big again. Back-to-back scores, 100-plus. Can he do it? I don't see why not. And the weather actually isn't too bad. Partly cloudy 17, so it shouldn't be shouldn't be wet, hopefully. Um yeah, obviously there's a lot of big options out there, but you know Val showed the other day that he can score and score score points fast. So why not? Check out uh, our captain's call. Of course, we'll put that up on our Instagram Wednesday night about 7 p.m. Maybe a little bit later uh, if Tommy's working uh, the late shift. Um, but check that one out at Supercoach365. That's where you'll get our best captain's uh, picks for the week. And generally, we don't uh, stray too far from the mark. So um, have a look at that tomorrow night. Um, let's get into our trading places. Tommy, you're going to kick us off because I haven't got any um, for this week. Not yet anyway. Um, but you're going to head us off here with your move for this week. Yeah, I'm being a bit ridiculous. Just keep making trades. And I've only got two left now. So that's a drama. But uh, Dylan Brown is out for Matt Burden. Um you could honestly say this is a sideways trade, but I'm just backing my gut. I feel like Burton's in great form. The Dogs are playing some good attacking footy. They let in a lot of points, but they score a lot, and that's all that matters in Supercoach, really, for Matt Burton. He kicks, he kicks goals well, and he sets up a lot of Adokar's tries. And I just think Dylan Brown, the Eels' run is is looking tricky on the way home, and they're just not playing great footy. He, he scores solid every week. He never really lets you down with a terrible score. But he's never going big either. And I feel like I'm chasing points. So I've gone to the higher ceiling in Matt Burton. Did you consider uh, Munster at all? Because obviously, I mean, you've said it from the preseason that he is the pick at six, but you've gone to Burton just on the back of a recent run? No, it was a financial decision. Unfortunately, I was about 30k short of Munster. So, like, obviously, I would have preferred Munster. But uh, to get him, I would have had to make two trades, and that would have just been too hard to do. So, yeah, I've gone to Matt Burton, but. Given that the, the uh, Storm's tough run after the next two weeks, it might not be the worst option anyway. Yeah, of course. Um, stick around. We'll do our final teams heading into the new week. Again, on our Instagram, across the socials, at Supercoach365, um, probably an hour before kickoff on a Thursday night. So that's where you'll get it. And we do indicate if we have made any decisions after uh, the podcast as we record on a Tuesday. Uh, before we round us out here, Tommy, let's get into this, some of our listener questions, and there is a absolute screenful. We'll start at the bottom with the box 95. Uh, simply says, Sam Walker, you've already mentioned him tonight, but as a pot option there at the halfback or 5-8 slot, Sammy Walker suddenly comes into contention on the back of the Roosters, uh, I guess, high ceiling and uh, the good form of late. Yeah, I feel like they're just running down the early roosters. They're scoring a lot of points, 96 points, I think, the last two weeks. And he's obviously kicking goals. So the more they're scoring, that's helping him. And being, I guess, the dual position helps too. Because I think it's hard maybe 
to make a case for him at halfback, but definitely at 5'8", he's, he's one of the best options. Uh, Baxter McGonigal here says, do you need two gun hookers for the run home or just one so we can put the money elsewhere? Personally, I'm going with, I don't know if you call them guns. I mean, they're both the origin players, so I guess you have to. Cook and Coruscant probably would rather Robson, to be honest. Uh, made that decision way back in round 13 to go Coruscant over Robson. I'm happy with uh, Cook, but if I had my time again, maybe I'd go those two. Um, what are you doing? Yeah, I've got Grant, and I've still got Will Smith, so don't take my advice when it comes to hookers at all. What about Will Smith? He's, he's come out and uh, got a release from the Titans. He said he's homesick. He needs to go back to uh, see his family in New South Wales. I think a couple of days later, he signs a deal with the uh, English Super League club. So very homesick. Riley Milton 4 says, Would Drinkwater be a rage trade or should I do it after the benching? Of course, mentioning uh, Drinkwater getting hooked last week and that relationship there that's going on with Hammer. Is it cause for concern around Drinkwater? I mean, it probably is, yeah, but it just depends how many trades you have. If you don't have many, I wouldn't do it. But if you've still got to fill up your sleeve, there's so many options at both one and six to replace him. Just with Drinkwater as well, I've owned him uh, in draft the whole year, so I've kept a a keen eye on him. He doesn't have that huge score in him, and when he does get a 70 or an 80, he's generally had a try assist. So even the other day, I think he had an assist for Val. He finished on 34. So, I mean, it just shows you. There's really not much there beyond uh, an attacking stat. The Cowboys, we've said a couple of times, their run's not horrible, but yeah, maybe time to look at moving Drinkwater on. Uh, here's another one here from Professional. He says, buy Munster, Burton, or who else for the 5 uh, run? Uh, sorry, for the run home at 5 8. So you've already answered that with Matty Burton this week? Yeah, I'd still have Munster top seed there, but uh, Matt Burton is definitely going well, and probably Sam Walker, as we said, also, he's not a bad option either. Cody Walker, or it's too late? I don't know. He's 100 and then he's 15, so he's a roller coaster. Alex Brigo says here, I've got three trades left, boys. Should I use them or hold on to them? Um, I've got four left and, and maybe not using a trade this week, but you're of the other school of thought. You're just going to use them until you abuse them. It seems like that. I had three as well before tonight's trade, so two left. I don't know. What are you thinking about this? Do you still want to have trades left going into the last round in case people rest, or do you think you're not going to be able to hold off that long? Well, I mean, you look at the teams that maybe would rest in seasons gone by. The Roosters won't be resting. I don't think the Storm can afford to rest. The Panthers now with no Luai, does Cleary rest? Maybe not. I mean, they are 10 points clear, so he may. Um, But I don't know. I don't think there's that certainty that these good teams are going to rest. The Cowboys unfamiliar with finals footy recent years they may not rest the broncos you could say the same so they may not rest i don't know it's a different year this year uh, another one here liam champney says teddy or latrell similar runs latrell kicks goals and is the main attacking weapon um in his opinion so he may have answered that one himself yeah just back your guard maybe latrell but there's honestly not much in it they're, they're two class players uh, Blake Penton, friend of the show, says sell Karaz to Holmes, but have to do it to two trades or a centre wing under 629. So obviously, look, there's a bit to take in there, but the key question, is it time to go to Valentine Holmes from, well, from some of these cheapies like Karaz, potentially cooler as well? Um, Tass may be a different ballpark. He's a little bit less than those other names. Yeah, Tass is a bit less, and he doesn't score as well as I hoped. I've got him, and he's just been a little bit disappointing. Um, I think Holmes is... I don't have him, but I wish I did. I think he's pretty important at the moment because I don't think there's a lot of great CTW options. No. Um, probably beyond the obvious, but even now Penrith, you know, that left side, Taylor May, what's doing there? Isaac Tungo, another one that um, could be in a bit of strife now. Luai's gone. Jack Murdoch says Brown or Walker to Munster. Um, so has the luxury there of trading two of your players or two previous players uh, to one that you want to have. Yeah, well, I actually went through this today, whether to go to Brown or Brown or Walker to uh to Burton. I ended up going from Brown, uh, sorry, selling Brown. I, I don't know. He's probably safer than Walker, but he just doesn't have that big score in him at all. Uh, another one here from James says, should I trade Talakai? And if yes, uh, who for? Now, look, I'll say this. Because of my situation, I was actually looking at bringing Talakai back in this week. Now, I know he's already burned me once. Should you trade him out? If yes, who for? I wouldn't trade him out. I've still got him, and definitely he's been disappointing for about 12 weeks now. But as we said before when we were talking about, I think it was Nico Hines, 
the Sharks last five weeks is the easiest of any team. So if you've held him for this long, I think you just hold him out for the rest of the year because he could get another one or two decent scores. Yeah, uh, that's what you'd be hoping for anyway. Justin Bailey says here, captains, we've sort of gone through those. As we say, we'll recap all of our best uh, predictions, our thoughts on the captain's call post on our Wednesday night post on Instagram. And we'll finish it off with this one, Bosco Harris 14. He says, is it too early to use all your trades? So, I mean, there's obviously rounds 21 to 25 to go. For me, I answer this one. Are you playing head-to-head? Are you playing overall? Because that would sway my thinking. Well, I think either way, it probably is a bit too early to have used all of them, unless you have maybe 23 or 24 playing players every week and you can cover your injuries. But, you know, if you've only got a few on your bench and then you get a few injuries like we've already seen this week, you're going to be in a world of hurt come rounds 24 and 25. Now, can you believe this time last year we had 37 trades? Now, suddenly we've got 42 and people are already running out in round 20. Um, Phenomenal, really. Uh, anything else, Tommy? Uh, no more questions there, but uh, any parting words of wisdom because you're, you're inside the top 1,000. I guess you can talk a little bit of strategy for a minute. What's your plans going forward with no trades? How deep is your squad at this point of year? Because that probably lends itself to that last question there about using your trades. How many have you got actually in contention each week? I think I've got about 21 or 22 if you include, you know, Andrew Fafida, who gets about 15 every week, so that doesn't really count. But... um. I guess I've only got two trades left. I did say last week I didn't want to make any more. I broke that rule straight away. It's honestly just the temptation of not changing your team every week. It's hard to do, just from an entertainment point of view almost. So got to stay pretty disciplined for the rest of the year. Hope the injuries are on my side. And yeah, just ride out my team and hope for the best. What, what about you? Four trades remaining for yourself. Yeah, as I said, I'd probably always go on with the, the thinking that I was going to use three of them in the last week. But... As I said, those teams are resting or or maybe not resting this year, that's going to sway my thoughts there. If I can hold off for as long as possible, I still will, um, potentially around 24 for uh, head-to-head grand finals. But um, the way that my team's going this year, I may not need to worry about that. Tommy, let's leave it there. Um, Round 20 to look forward to. As we say, Supercoach finals on the horizon, but another week to get uh, through this week before we talk any of that. Yeah, some lower scoring last week, but I think we'll see some huge scores this week, a lot of big guns having some good games. If you uh, haven't already, follow us on the socials at Supercoach365. If you're watching here on YouTube, you can subscribe, thumbs up, leave us a comment. Tommy's got plenty of time. He'll get back to you uh, before I do, probably. This is the Supercoach365 podcast. Great to have you around. Check out for our Instagram, as we say. That's where we'll wrap up our team. Heading into round 20. It's going to be a big one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.